we've been like cuddle buddies our whole lives, man, since we was like baby cups, since we were sippy cups, nigga. We've been, we've been, we've been cuddle buddies since we were sippy cups. Sugar and toys, sugar and toys, sugar and toys, sugar and toys, sugar and toys. So here we are, Sugar and Toys episode nine. It's not right? 10, it's not eight. And this one was a very special episode. This one was fun, uh, doing another documentary format on the music business, uh, kind of making fun of the whole behind the music type documentaries. And this time it was right. the two, was two cups. styrofoam <laughs> cups holding their purple drink. This is, from a premise perspective, one of the stranger ideas we've had. Yes. I think we were talking about like how important drugs are <laughs> in entertainment. <laughs> That's a fucked up message. But it's just that like, in another show, there was a sketch that we were gonna do where cocaine was inducted into the, the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> and he was gonna like give a big speech about like how he was responsible for all these artists' greatest hits. Right. And I think we went from that to like, what is like the modern version of that with like, within hip hop? Yeah. And it would be like lean. So to me, the idea that like two styrofoam cups, which I think at the end of the day is just about double insulation to keep the drink cold, but like there's yeah. like, there's like almost like a weird magic that's like assigned to it. Like Lil Wayne popularized it. Yeah. Like the idea that somehow two cups was essential in making good music was such a ridiculous idea. And then if those two cups weren't together, that it would basically destroy the music business because it takes both of them to bring about the genius that happens when lean is consumed by rappers. Obviously, we're not endorsing lean and we're not endorsing like drugs and alcohol or anything like that. But it is kind of funny within the context of this world to see that like there are two cups that are at odds and we're treating them almost like like a like a rap group. The ironic thing about it is like both of us are like the most sober people probably in this business. <laughs> like we don't drink, we don't smoke. We don't do anything. Carl doesn't even use styrofoam cups, actually. I don't use styrofoam cups. So uh, what do you get when you mix Jordan Peele, Cardi B, and a bunch of zombie strippers? You get us too. Hashtag us too. Yeah, that, that sketch we started writing um, around the time that the, the actual trailer dropped for Jordan Peele's new movie. Well, not new movie now, but at the time it was a new movie. Now us. a classic movie. Right. And um, also during that time, there was a whole thing going on with like Cardi B and Offset and, you know, him like cheating on her and whatnot. So, and her know, going after them. And, and her going after the girls. And, and, and there was some, you know, from what we heard that it was some strippers and stuff. So it's really just about, you know, some, um, some strippers that uh, Offset was messing with that have like, Turned, to zombies. turned into zombies <laughs> and is now like trying to kill Cardi B. You know, it's also one of those things where when it comes to our performers, you oh, know, yeah. like in the first episode, you know, we had that like that short, you know, Cardi B spelling bee sketch that like once we saw what Jade did with that character, you know, we were definitely looking for an opportunity to bring yeah. our cartoon Cardi B back. And, yeah. uh, you know, wanted to give her a little more something to do this time. So it just yeah. kind of felt like putting her in this situation where she was in this kind of epic, you know, scenario. Yeah. And then again, your your version of of Offset, I think is just like some of the funniest Where's... shit. Um, can I help y'all bitches? I mean, if y'all hoes wanna get crazy, we can get crazy, oh. Yo, this next sketch is a boss ass sketch because it's about Dame Dash, who was a boss and he's from Harlem. And he will let you know that he's from Harlem and he's a boss, so don't ever tell him he's a a boss, because he's the only person that could tell you that he's a boss, because he's a boss. I don't think he could have said it better himself, man. Well, so Dame Dash is Jay-Z's former partner, and he's a, uh, 
He's a, he's a very strong New York personality, is uh, uh, an investor in several businesses. His whole code of ethics revolves around this notion- Of being that, a boss. Of being a boss. Never be an employee, never work for somebody, always be your own boss. It doesn't really take into account the fact that the world would not really be able to function if there was everybody was bosses. But that's of no concern when yeah. you're an actual boss. So we thought, well, what if he was like in a burning building? <laughs> And in order for him to get down, he had to do very unbossed things, and he would rather burn up in that building. Like, he's gonna let another man assist him with their water hose. Uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? No man should ever spray their water hose anywhere near you. He'd rather burn up. I tell myself when to tell you I'm a boss, so you don't tell me to tell you I'm a boss. Then we got the 21 Savage Patch kids. This idea came about really because of the pun, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, of yeah, Cabbage yeah, Patch yeah, Kids. Cabbage, Patch, for those of you who don't know, yeah, Cabbage Patch Kids, were like these dolls that were really popular like in the 80s. I guess the idea was that they were born in a cabbage patch. Each one had like a unique they, quality that made them unique. And they, they all had they had birth certificates and stuff like that. Unlike and, the former president. <laughs> right. So we just did like the 21 Savage version of Cabbage Patch Kids. So like they were tatted up and I think, and this one we originally were gonna do as a live action piece. Yes. You know, and um, we were, the idea was to try to get 21 Savage to do it. And then um, he said, "Not available." Yes, he. I think he had to go back to London. He was deported. That's right. We found out actually while we were writing this that he was actually British, which was really right. Shocking. That's right. Yeah, so yeah. That's why we British, had him yeah. singing uh, "God Save the Queen" in the middle of this episode. La 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 la. Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Yeah. The uh, the off-brand uh, knockoff Scooby Doo. Yeah, but Shaky is missing. Turns out in this one. Uh, Scooby's has some beef with 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 uh, Shaky. Cause those Scooby snacks, I mean, they're called Scooby snacks for a reason. But Shaggy used to always eat them. Shaky was calling Scooby's mother a bitch, which, by the way, is technically true. Yeah. Uh, and also that he was gonna have him spayed, and so he right. killed Shaky, chopped him into pieces, and, and fed him to his friends. Right. Which is kind of a perfect crime, I mean, you know? Yeah. I love the ending where, like, you know, on those cartoons, it would always be like the ending would happen, and everyone would be like laughing during the credits. Yeah. But in this one, we kept cutting back and forth to him laughing and vomiting. Up, laughing. laughing and vomiting. And that's kind of what we hope people at home were doing when they were watching that sketch. <laughs> Your favorite, 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 favorite black girl. Man, I love Woe Vicky. You love Woe Vicky. Hey, well, you know what? Actually, I love. Jay Nova's impression of Wo Vicky more than I love Wo Vicky. Same. Because it's it's really, really amazing. It's dead on. It's actually ten times funnier than Wo Vicky is oh, in, in real life. No doubt. And so this time we we did a, a parody of um Sabrina, the teenage witch. Um, and we call ours Sabrina the teenage witch bitch. Because her catchphrase is the word bitch. Yeah, but the idea is that like Wo Vicky is desperately trying to be black. You know, so much so that she like moves out of her parents' really beautiful house in this really nice suburban neighborhood, and like and and, and starts a new life in Compton. And so like, <laughs> she she what she doesn't realize is like in her trying to be black, she's also is dealing with a lot of the consequences that come along with that, like getting shot up by the police. The woman at the nail salon like whoops her ass. Like she's getting her ass beat all through Compton. But she's like she's gleefully, like, like, like she's like really like she's a, she she's not, wants, she, yeah, like this is what she wants. That's a like, part of the black experience that she wants. Yeah. And then I think I think we she ends up actually getting killed. Yeah, she gets, at, she's by, so by happy the at, the, at the end. She's like like feels completely like you know there's no cautionary tale there. Yeah. Like at the end she's like she's now officially black. Yeah. Now she that she's laying there on the pavement and bleeding profusely. 
Miss Ivan, pass my life expectancy anyway, B. Well, we got another one down, man. That's it. The ninth episode was really fun. What's coming next? Ten. Sugar and toys, sugar and toys, sugar and toys.